Welcome to The Determined Mom Show, the only marketing podcast dedicated to guiding mom CEOs into tranquility, wealth, and multiplying those precious moments. Welcome to this episode of The Determined Mom Show. I have the wonderful Lauren Guest with me, and she is a financial unity coach. And today we're going to be talking about three things that you can do today to create financial unity in your marriage. So welcome, Lauren. Yes. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Yeah. I'm very glad to have you here. And I was really excited in our pre-call about what we were talking about women and how women primarily, you know, are in charge of the finances and that creates a whole nother layer of stress. And in this audience, uh, we have moms who are wives, who are business owners, who are like the household people. So we like do all of the things in this audience. So definitely excited to have you here to talk about this. Yes. And it's exhausting to try to do all those things on your own. Yeah. I feel you. I'm that person. <laughs> yeah. I'm that person too. So Yes. So my husband is supportive about like, you know, listening and learning and, you know, helping in any way that he can, but I still feel that like responsibility, you know, like, and I'm not sure if you do too, but yeah, it's, it's just still there. It's hard to let go of those things. That's most of the time when I talk to women who are stressed out in their finances, it's because that exact reason they're trying to like, you're, you at least have him where he's supportive and will listen. And then there's some that are a step behind you that are like, come on, dude. And they're trying to pull them into it. And you're exhausted trying to just get them to get to the right page. Not even, not even actually getting anywhere. You're just exhausted trying to pull them in. So you're our one step ahead of some people, which is, that's good, which is interesting and good. And everybody's on different, in different tracks, basically in this process. So Yes, I I know it can be so hard in my story. I won't go into the whole thing just because uh, if you want to know more, you can always get with me and we can talk more about it. But I was in a season where financial unity was the last thing that was there. And the the funny thing is, you know, a lot of times people think more money is going to is going to decrease that stress. But that is totally not true. The most stressful time that I've been at in my marital finances was when we were making the best money. We just didn't know how to handle it. We didn't know how to get together. We didn't know how to talk about it. And that point in time, now we're in a different phase of our lives where we're both self-employed now. And so um, that adds a different layer, but we're not bringing in as much money. And we have, I'm going to say no financial stress. That's awesome. um, Because, because of getting on the same page, quote unquote, you know, everybody, I feel like that's an overused statement, but we're going to use it uh, for this for the sake of simplicity here. So yeah. So when you're married, you, you basically have a built in partner. If you know how to properly take advantage of the blessing. Right. And it sounds like y'all, you and your husband, like, okay, we, we realize this is a blessing here. Now, what do we do with it? Right. Yeah. Yep. So yeah. You ready to go into those three steps? Yeah, I'm ready. I, I can't wait. And then hopefully we'll be even more on the same page than we were before this podcast. That would be awesome. (laughs) Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the first thing that people can do today, that's the thing, like all of these things are things you can do today. Um, and so that's what makes these nice. You can get that quick win. The first thing is, and it's none of these really, I, I will, you'll see what I'm saying. So the first thing is to take care of your mental, emotional, and spiritual health. Uh, I know that seems a little crazy to be adding in here, but the way I like to explain it is if you think 
all of your moms or most of your moms listening to this, surely you've watched Frozen at some point in time. I'm a boy mom and I've seen Frozen. So I may just because I'm a Disney geek, but uh, what I like to use is, as an explanation is when you think about Elsa, whenever she, it feels like she's under attack, she feels like things are coming at her and she starts throwing ice, right? Mm-hmm. Well, then nobody wants to be around her. Nobody wants, you can't talk to her. She goes to the top of the mountain and the only one that chases her is her sister. And, and it's okay. She's like not scared to die, basically. You know, yeah. it's the only reason she's going there. Yeah. But in your marriage, whenever your physical or, or your mental, emotional, or spiritual health is out of whack, you're coming into these conversations in a way that is not inviting, right? Yeah. It's, it, your husband, if, if he sees that you're in a whack, He's like, that's the last place I'm going to go is that conversation. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't want to get iced out. Right. <laughs> exactly. And that's what I use as an example. You, you don't want your, your heart to get struck by ice. Right. So yeah. you're not going there. Yeah. Um, and so for, for us, that was the first step. I, I couldn't be, you know, a lot of times we like to point fingers, like it's his fault or her fault, you know, somebody else's fault, my parents' fault or somebody else's fault, but if we are in a situation where we can, where we can be good breeding grounds, I'm going to say for that, for that healthy conversation, then you can't expect him to want to come in to the conversation. Right. Right. Yeah. And so that's the first thing. And, and obviously this is something you can do today. I'm a very practical person, very logical, black and white, like, okay, so what can you actually do for me? And, and I don't know how everybody is that listens to your podcast, but for me, I have to start the day in prayer and in scripture. Mm-hmm. Not everybody that works for, but for me, that is like, my husband will come in. He's like, you either need vitamin D or Jesus. I don't know which <laughs> you go get something. Yeah. <laughs> Those are the problem, but also that going outside. And that's where the, the vitamin D and Jesus go outside, go for a walk, get a reset, I was talking to a friend today that's in a, in a bind in her, in her stuff. And she said, I just want to cry. I said, shower cries are the best things in the world for a reset. If you need to go have a a shower cry, go have a shower cry, Mm -hmm. reset and get to a place where you are actually pleasing to talk to. Like sometimes us as wives carrying all the things, spinning all the plates, doing all the things. We're not very pleasing people to talk to. Oh yeah. So, I, I, I hope I'm not the only person. That no, you're say. not. At least you can go ask my husband right now. He'll say, oh yeah, she's definitely not pleasing to talk to. And like, yeah. So that's yeah. the first, that's the first thing. That's one thing that you can do today is to take care of your mental, spiritual, emotional health. Uh, the second thing is to build that genuine connection. So if the only thing, you know, a lot of times finances, those are things that have to be talked about. So we're like trying to handle the nitty gritty, the, the, um, very logistical side of finances. But if you don't have a genuine connection with that person, it's more like just a business conversation and they're not going to go into that deep level that you need them to do to be able to have that unity. Right. And so building that, building that genuine connection for guys it's shoulder to shoulder activity. You know, us women, we want to get face to face and talk. We want to, we want to battle it out with words. We want to, we want to play everything out. We want to look at all the different things and men are shoulder to shoulder. Yeah. Um, that's, that's the way that they are made. And, and so this, and we can go into some tactical of that, but knowing building that genuine connection, that's what builds that respect. They're going to be able to accept whenever you say something 
that needs to be done or doesn't need to be done when they know that they feel respected. They know that there's a genuine connection there. They don't feel like you're just attacking them. Right. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. So that's that you don't have the faulty assumptions that way, whenever you have that genuine connection and there's something in us. And I don't know it. I need to do a little more studying this. I don't know if it's women or just humans in general, but we kind of resist being one. And, and so it seems to be like, I I can handle it on my own. I don't want somebody telling me what I'm supposed to do and not supposed to do. It's easier to just do it myself. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And those things are resisting being one, which you can't have connection in. Yeah. If you're resisting being one, that's quite opposite from connection, right? Yeah. I kind of feel like that's a human being thing. I'm not sure. I feel like it is too. I haven't, I, I, need, I need to talk to my, to my guys about this and see if yeah. that, I feel like it's across the board. Yeah. And so how you can combat that is, like I said, I'm, I'm, here's some tactical action steps you can do shoulder to shoulder activity with your husband, not talking about money right now. Mm-hmm. Like if you don't have that genuine connection, the, those things that just building that relationship again, so oftentimes whenever we're in business and, and have kids and doing all the things we forget to genuinely connect. And yeah. so without that, you can't go in there and have good conversations about finances. It's going to be very difficult. Yep. That's so, so true. that's, that's, that's where the, the shoulder, shoulder activity. So go golfing with them, go, you know, go grab a beer for crying out loud, go like do something fun, play some cards or, you know, get the kids and go play, play some flag football or something. I mean, anything to build that connection. And, and I don't suggest like going to a movie necessarily, Mm -hmm. because then you don't talk, you don't really can. I mean, not that it's a bad thing, but it's not really a great way to build that connection, right? Doing something together, building something, even, I've, I've had, uh, the most fun doing, like you can get on YouTube and try to learn a skill, just, Hmm. just get on YouTube and try to learn a skill and then do it together. Whether it's booking or, um, underwater basket weaving. I don't know. (laughs) Those are, those are the fun things to build that connection. Cause when you have that foundation, then you can have that financial unity, but without that, you can't, it's very, I'm I'm not going to say you can't. But it'd be very, very, very hard to have that financial unity without that connection. Yeah, that's so true. And I have a question about it. And you haven't talked about this yet, but planning, like not planning for the future, but like talking about your dreams and your like aspirations and things like that. Um, I don't know if this is on the list, but it seems like that would be a good thing to talk about during those shoulder to shoulder activities, I think. Exactly. And that's, that's where, that's where it's at is Mm -hmm. talking about in that genuine, with that genuine connection, those are those conversations about money that aren't directly about money, right? Yeah. It's not about paying the bills. So there's not that defense that you have whenever it's like, no, you can't buy these things. No, you can't do what you're asking. No, you know, we've got to pay the bills. Oh my God. Can you believe that there's not money in the bank? You know, that's not directly talking about money. You're talking about, okay, what do we value in life? Mm -hmm. What are our goals? How do we set things up to be able to reach those goals? And it's fun to dream that way. Um, for whatever reason we get, 
uh, in adulthood, when we graduate to adulthood, you stop that dreaming. It's you start falling into the ruts of the daily things. And especially when you're married and have kids and in a busy season of life, you forget to do those dreams together to talk. Yeah. Yeah. That's so true. So true. I don't know how long you've been married, but I'm going on 13. Well, no, we're going on 14 years now. And it's, you know, I think our marriage is better now than it's ever been. Um, but there was that like, you know, seven year slump in there somewhere in the middle and like, you know, all of that stuff. So I definitely know that it can get better as it goes on. So, which is awesome. That is encouragement. We, we are approaching seven years and everybody talks about the seven year slump. I'm like, no, it's not coming. It's not happening. (laughs) Yeah. And I didn't even realize, I didn't think it was a slump at the time because I wasn't sure that it would get any better. You know what I mean? Like you don't think it's a slump. But then when it gets even better, you're like, oh yeah, that probably was. Yeah. So it's interesting. That is interesting how that works. And that's, I think even at 14 years, even at, you know, and that's what I try to explain to people. Even when you've been married for 50 years, there's still dreams to be had. I mean, I know marriages that have been together for 50 years that has become stagnant because they don't dream. They think it's done. They think Mm -hmm. it's over. And I'm like, no, like you can still have dreams. It doesn't have to be quite as extravagant or it can be, it doesn't matter. It's going to look different for everyone. Yeah. And we have more dreams and hopes and aspirations as a couple now than I think we ever did as individuals. And I think we ever did, um, just knowing who we are now as people, cause we're like older, like we're both in our forties. So I'm in my early forties and he's in his late forties. So it's like, you actually know who you are as a person and your abilities and your, you know, things that you're not good at things that you are good at. And you just play to those in, in your dreams too. So I think that's, well, I like thing. to hear that. And, and do you think that that was a natural progression or have y'all really worked on trying to be better as individuals to be that way? We have definitely done a lot of work, both of us for sure. Yeah. We've got a lot of the family issues to work through and all that fun baggage that comes with being, I don't know, alive. <laughs> so, you know, no one's immune. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so being born when you're born, then you have all these family members and you know, all that stuff. So we both have all that stuff that we've had to work through and also personal stuff. So yeah, it's definitely been work. Well, that's uh, kudos to you guys for taking that, taking that step to do that work, to be able to be where you are now. Yeah. Yeah. It's been fun. So what about the third thing? So the third thing is to put money in its place. Uh, Money and the things that it can do are so much less important than your marriage. You have to deal with the finances. And that's where I really believe that the enemy sneaks in because he's like, oh, I know you have to deal with this. So this this is going to be, I'm going to make it tough on you, right? So like I use the example of um, my dad and I've talked about, he said, it was easy for me to quit drinking because I don't have to have alcohol. It's not easy for me to quit eating incorrectly because I have to eat. Yes. And so so finances is the same way, right? You have to deal with finances. And so it's hard. You can't just give it up. (laughs) Yeah. It's not like, um, and and there's other, other addictions and things that are hard to give up, but money you have to deal with regardless of who you are in some way, shape or form, even if maybe you're not bringing in the finances, but maybe you're working through the budgets or you're the one doing the doing the logistical things or, or you don't have anything to do with it. And you're just having to buy groceries. You still have to do the money. Yeah. You still have to buy. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. (laughs) Exactly. You still have to deal with it. And so you have to put it in its place. Uh, So many times I think I know money 
is looked at to be good or bad. Like, but it's just a magnifying glass is all it is. It's if you are, if your roots are good and you are, are doing good things, it's just a magnifying glass for that. Yes. And if you, on the other end, if you're not a good person and you're not going doing good things, it's just a magnifying glass for that. But putting that, putting the money in its place mm-hmm. and that brings unity because you're not, you're not battling about it anymore. Like mm-hmm. it, my marriage is more important and I'll, I'll go back and this can go two different ways kind of. So whenever we were starting our financial journey and we were trying to pay off all of our debt, a situation came up where we had the opportunity to buy a boat at an extremely good price. <laughs> and I love how this is starting, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. It was one of those situations and obviously timing was everything. And, uh, we were getting our tax return. And so had we not been getting our tax return, I don't know how this conversation would have, have gone, but my husband was like, I, oh, I think we need this boat. And I was like, man, this is tough. This is tough for me uh, because I really do enjoy the lake. And so on one hand, I'm like, yes, but I'm also like, we're almost, we're almost out of our debt. That, that tax return, we were going to be even closer, you know? And uh, we got to talking about it. And finally I decided, you know what? And uh, all different people go over different things. We, we did at the time we were doing financial peace university there's Mm -hmm. good and bad things about it. I won't go into all that today, but um, I had to ask myself and finally it came to, okay, I'm married to Hayden Guest, not Dave Ramsey. Right. Exactly. That's who I have to wake up next to. And that's, so putting that, putting everything in its place, you can't idolize money or what it's going to do for you, whether it's good things or not. And that going, that's where I'm saying, like, it was a good thing that we were paying off our debt. Yeah. But it wasn't going to be a good thing as a whole. It would have worked out just fine had we not bought the boat. But right. in that unity, in that conversation, talking to my husband, talking about, okay, our kids are at an age where we can enjoy this. Yeah. When we can afford it. And, you know, like I said, we didn't go into any debt over it or anything. So that might be a different story had that been the case. But, yeah. um, but those are just decisions on a case by case basis that you have to make in unity with your spouse, right? Oh, that's so true. And I love what you said about not being married to Dave Ramsey. <laughs> You're married <laughs> to your husband. That is so true because I've read, you know, the financial piece or the what is it? The total I can't remember what what is it called? There's oh yeah, the total, total money makeover. makeover. Mm-hmm. That's and then I read another one, but I can't remember what that one is too. It's There's like the money. it's another one after that. Anyway. Um, so I've read both of those and I drank the Kool-Aid and, you know, I did all that. I got out of, out of debt, all the things I did all the things. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, like I ended up with like no credit because <clears throat> we didn't have any, you know, like I, when it went time to buy a car, like, yeah, we paid off our debt, but we still needed a car, <laughs> you know, like, so it was like, it's like, okay. It's good, Dave, but it's only good. Like it's not good in every situation, you know, um, because you might have paid off all your debt and you don't have any, you know, credit cards or anything like that, but then you still need credit. Like I had to, you know, go through a whole building process with our credit for that as well. So. Well, and those are things, everybody just has to make the decisions on their own. That's why I tell people, don't just listen to one person. Wise as many counselors, like pull it. There's good things about Dave Ramsey. I mean, there's, Mm. there are very good things and, and different families, different parts work for. Yes. And so that's for us, 
because our credit is tanking at the moment mm-hmm. because the only thing we have left is our mortgage. Right. And so, but for our particular situation, that's not a concern of ours. Mm-hmm. And so there's just different ways to do things. And so pull in advice and different things, like even just listening to this podcast, like you're adding to your bank of knowledge to be able to create a plan individualized for you. Yes. Following one specific um, person, one for specific influencer, one specific plan. While for some people that will work, it doesn't work for everybody. And I think what happens is so many people are like, oh, that plan didn't work for me. So I'm not doing anything. Right. Like I'm not going to have any focus at all just because that particular one didn't work. And I want to speak to that and say, don't, (laughs) don't just throw up your hands when one particular thing doesn't work. Right. Yep. Pull in those different things. So obviously and all these things we're talking about, you can't force another human being to be in unity with you, right? Like right. you can't force, you can't just, you can't strong arm them into a place where they don't want to be, but we can be as, as wives, we are the tone setters of the home. And for some people it's like, oh, seriously, you're going to add another plate to all these I'm spinning. <laughs> I have to be the tone setter. Like, yeah. I'm already the, the maid and the, yeah. the bookkeeper and the, you know, all these things. And now I have to be the tone setter too. But yeah. the thing is when you, when you go through these steps, it's not hard to be the tone setter. Yeah. And, and if we can get to a place where we are inviting them in, not only our spouses, but our kids too, mm-hmm. inviting them into those conversations, be a person that they can come talk to. Um, that's, I don't know if, if you've ever read cultivating by, I think it's John and Stacy Eldridge. I don't but think it, so. It's really good. It's just talking about how to be an inviting, like how to be a woman who is captivating, who is bringing in the people rather than, um, trying to handle things on your own or strong arm things. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are, that's a really good book, but I have one more bonus thing. Oh, okay. Can, yeah. That's one? awesome. Bonuses okay, so are always great. There's a, just a bonus. Just throw this one in there cultivate your surroundings. So you become who you surround yourself with. And if you're, if you're surrounded by women who are bad mouthing their husbands, if you're surrounded by women who are just complaining or gossiping, change your surroundings. That is the biggest unity breaker I've ever seen in a marriage is being surrounded by people who aren't for you, for your marriage, for your success. They think it's a competition those kind of people are toxic, get them out. Yeah. You don't have to let them into your life. So if you don't have that, or if you'd like added support to that, I have a group of um, women, it's called Wives of Worth. And uh, I would be happy to give you, if you just want to text me, that's the easiest way to do it. I've yeah. found for women. 806-683-2863. Okay. And I can get you the link for that. But Regardless, I don't care if it's there or somewhere else. So surrounding your yourself with women who are wanting to link arms and pursue unity. That's, that's yeah. the best thing that I've ever seen for unity in your marriage. I agree 100%. And it's funny that you say that because that I think has contributed significantly to the unity between my husband and I is removing certain people from our lives that have that attitude and that have that perspective and limiting their access to us. If, if they're family members, you can't sometimes just cut them off, but just limiting the access that they have to us and our children has been really, really helpful. 
those boundaries are Mm -hmm. priceless. So yeah, I mean, and and like you said, family, you can't completely omit, but you can put those boundaries in that are good for everyone and, and friends. I mean, and it's hard to say bye to bad friends, but Hey, they're not, they're not serving you or your family and you're not doing them any justice staying there. So. Yep. That's so true. I love that. I love the bonus one. The bonus one was like the best one of all of them. Not that they weren't all good, but I love the bonus one. So (laughs) I'm glad. Awesome. So Lauren, what is, where is the best place for people to find you or get in contact with you? Just Lauren guest. I'm on Facebook and Instagram. Those are, that's the best place to find me right now. Okay. Awesome. That's awesome. So I thank you so much for being here and I look forward to um, working with you in the future on different things. Cause I feel like we have some things that we could talk about and do some things with. So I'm excited about okay. that. Yeah. I am too. We'll talk again soon. All right. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Determined Mom Show. We appreciate you and we would love for you to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. This will help us reach as many other moms as we can. Don't forget to download your 10 things you should be doing to get more clients from Google search guide at rebrand.ly forward slash Google 10. 